Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. From CSG Studios, high above the streets of beautiful Denver, Colorado, you're listening to the Colorado Sports Guys. They talk about sports and stuff. And now your hosts, Jeff Morton, Ross Martin, and Nate Timmons. What's up, everybody out there in Tangled in the Interweb, CSG Podcast, back with Ross. Hipsters, glasses, Mark. Howdy, folks. Welcome to CSG, where the West lives. It lives on... It on it won't die. It's true. Really wanting making his way all the way down here from Thornton, the king himself, Jeff Morton. What's up, everybody? Um, I actually did a, a different podcast yesterday, and I did the "What's up, everybody?" thing, and I, I felt like I was violating the uh, the CSG thing. No, dude, that's yours. You can use it wherever you go. Well, know, so What's a different kind of podcast? Of... You want to plug the podcast you're on? So oh, it's, it was the, the Pickaxe podcast. It was by our friend Adam Marez. I got to pick axe, you a question. <laughs> yes. That's actually how we started. Ooh. Wait, does he? No. That should be, like, if, does he do interviews? Yeah. So oh, yeah. he should start out every interview with, I got to pick axe, you a question. <laughs> oh my God. Adam. He just gave the catchphrase. I, Adam. I bet you Adam will listen to this. Too, Adam, so, I yeah. love Adam. Yeah. I wish he was here. Did you and Adam argue about... Uh, Old man things? No, but uh, we, he did, <laughs> we did do a top five list of things that Jeff is nostalgic about. Wait, wait. You did a top five list? Yeah, he wanted to do the ta- pick axe. He, he said, let me pick axe you a question. <laughs> so you really axe. did a top five? He said, no. For me, it was, it, was for, it was top five for Jeff, you know. And that's not the first time. I, I did a podcast, uh, uh, the Welcome to Loud City, which is the Oklahoma City Thunder blog uh-huh. um, for SB Nation. They, they did the same thing with me. This is your top five um, things, and they just went through, like, give us these uh, questions. And, give us one of the five that you said. And if you want to hear the other four, you got to listen to the pickaxe pod. That's true. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Let's see. One of them was uh, uh, nostalgic about was old radio commercials. Like the Shane uh, Company? Like the Shane Company. And, wait, and, uh, wait, wait, wait. They, they still have those. And Big Sur Waterbeds. And uh, <laughs> they, some, it was like, I, I, the way I listed it was like things that made me remember certain times in my life. You know, oh. make me nostalgic. And when I, whenever I hear Shane Company, I think of my time as, you know, a, you know, a teenager listening to the radio. You know? Now oh, you yeah. have a friend yeah. in the diamond Chain, company. Chain diamond company. business. Diamond business. Yeah. yeah. And then the other thing was Big Big Sir Waterbeds. I yeah. only buy Shane Company diamonds if they're certified blood diamonds. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Well, they're not good enough if they're not blood diamonds. <laughs> only the best diamonds are blood diamonds. I think. <laughs> we do have uh, Kemi Matumbo here. His jersey is going to be retired. <laughs> Dikembe, do you know that the Nuggets are retiring your jersey? <laughs> they pay me lots of diamonds. <laughs> He's out of here. See you, Dikembe. <laughs> Thanks for stopping in. Whoa, duck, sir, watch out. That door is, yeah. Ah, he hit his head. Ah. Knew that was going to happen. 
I was just rough. thinking about that. I was actually thinking about that time we had the Italian consulate on. That was a, a rip-roaring good time, and all they did was eat. Back in the day, man. Back in the day. Back in the day. It was three years Eating ago. Eating Doritos. Yes. <laughs> Could you imagine? Did yeah. you know, guys, did you guys know that Doritos are a delicacy in Italy? They're considered a delicacy. Really? Yeah. yeah. Very, yeah. very expensive. Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did not know this. Yep. Is this is this something that's real? It's kind of like when people talk about escargot. They're like, "Did you know people in France eat snails?" <laughs> it's like, yeah. Did you they know? Do. <laughs> you want a Dorito? You're like a Dorito nacho cheese <laughs> or a Dorito taco? Is that is that like the whole uh, uh, Korean you know myth about eating dogs and stuff? So, is that a myth? I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know, know about Korea. They, I'm thinking more of like um, China. Is that China? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I think so. Interesting. Maybe. maybe Any, anyone who's Korean or Chinese, let us know on this because we don't want to offend anyone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know if it's offensive or not. I bet dogs are delicious. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't you ever seen a little puppy that you're just like, I just want to eat you. You're so cute. No. Just like, oh my God, I have one to like squish you. it though. <laughs> yeah, you just want to squish hug it, it, pet it, love it, and squeeze it, it and then eat posture. whatever comes out of its ears. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I want to pet you. I want to uh, squeeze you. All right, uh, so hold on. Rewind for a second. Okay. Old man, you said, did Adam and Jeff talk about old man things? Yeah. What's an example of an old man thing? Right. Well, we've been talking about it a lot. Like Jeff loves uh, post play in the NBA. You oh know, yeah. Uh, Jeff hates millennials. Oh, you do. Um, there's a lot of stuff. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't hate them. I just <laughs> wish they wouldn't talk. <laughs> <laughs> that see that that's not right. Jeff's always you know you're in the presence of a millennial or two. Jeff, that's right. You two are technically millennials. Actually, technically, we're right in the middle. I don't understand this. Yeah. Like, how did, well, I thought we were like Gen X or no, no, no. Well, yeah. See, we follow. There's an overlap. Yeah, but millennials, no one used that term until like two or three years ago, right? So that's not true. It's been about six or seven I think years. Millennials is like I've anywhere never up to heard that phrase. Well, like from 1982 or four, right around there. What does millennial mean? It to... means you were born like in 1988 <laughs> yeah. and later. Yeah, I'm 82, man. Yeah. Way early. Well, actually, no, people say like uh, it goes back as far as like, so they'll say like Generation X goes. All the way to like eighty four, and then Gen Y starts in like eighty. So we are in a overlap. Jeff, I'm firmly. You generous. are one of the greatest. You're a member of the greatest <laughs> the generation. Greatest generation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a baby boomer. Your contemporaries. I was, I was talking about uh, how about I, I was just randomly had a memory of listening to Black Crows when I was fourteen years old, mm-hmm. and I was explaining it to someone who was clearly. I, I, I actually, this but you're person, talking about literally black crows. Yes, I was actually people who the, the like crows who would Greece. come down, and if <laughs> they, you see them, they're bad luck. That's that kind of crow. And um, I was talking about the, the the band, and they were had no idea who I was talking about. And I said, "Well, yeah, I was listening to them in 1992. Oh my God, how old were you?" And you were like 174. I was like, I was like, <laughs> I was like 14. <laughs> like. <laughs> You're old, man. I'm like Jeff's Jaw! grandfather stormed Normandy. Yeah, <laughs> not that pussy one in World War II. No, like the original one. No, he was. Yeah, it was actually. <laughs> it was part, like the Romans. He was part of Normandy. the actually the uh, the revolution in France. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
The revolution. You know what else has been a revolution, fellas? Not watching NFL games. Oh. America is tuning out in record numbers. Yeah, let's talk about this because Ross is their resident NFL expert. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk about the, the reasons why. Ross, give us some info on well, this. What's here's, no, no. Here's what I just want to say. I bet you guys are just, and I don't know about you, Nate. You've been uh, a little bit separated from the basketball world for a few months. Jeff, you are the king of not only Thornton, yes. but the king of posting passive-aggressive like, <laughs> tweets about your disdain for the NFL. You just can't, you just can't help but be like, oh, see, this is why I don't watch the NFL. Oh, so, this is ghastly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and you're not alone. There's a lot of uh, NBA fans that... Mark Cuban, too. Well, yeah, Mark Cuban doesn't Cuban's watch the NFL. Mark Cuban, Mark Cuban said about the NFL, pigs get fat, hogs get slaughtered, that they're getting too greedy. That's that what he said his, about the that NFL? Was, yeah, that's a, that was his thing. He said that a couple of years ago. And then people are, like, re-quoting it now. Wait, wait, wait say that again. Pigs get fat, uh-huh. hogs get slaughtered. Oh, so um, now he's That's a genius deep. because there is such thing as ebb and flow. I, I don't in anything. I, anyway. I, I think I think yeah, yeah, so. But yeah, there is this thing going around that uh, maybe the NFL isn't that uh, as popular as it once was, or has seen a downturn in the number of viewers. Monday Night Football ratings are low. What, spe- Be- what specifically is it uh, that they're using? Is it, is it just in general ratings are down? I think. I mean, I believe so. I, I certainly have not like investigated has it much. Has anybody yeah. hypothesized as to why? Is it the concussions? Is it? The, thing the about games it, aren't as competitive. The, about the teams is, aren't as great. Well, you got the concussion thing, which has been going on for a few years. Tell right? the truth. There's Tell the, the truth. Is that concussion the movie? Yeah. yeah. I still haven't watched it. I Half decent. Watch it. I watched it like a month ago. I, I bet you it's so good. It wasn't, it wasn't it. bad. It's good. Although uh, that, it's like, that's one of those movies where I'm going to watch it and I'll be like, God damn it. Why didn't I watch it? I don't know if it's Wolf like of Wall Street is one of those. I still haven't seen it. Oh, I've watched it at least ten times. But Ten? The wolf. Oh, yeah. Damn. If it's really? on, I'm watching. Really? Um, Love the wolf. But so there's the concussion thing. There's the uh, Colin Kaepernick it's thing. It's the 80s, man. Right? They oh, played the, it fast and loose. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the 80s were awesome. It's I don't remember 80s. them because I was a child. But Concussions. Jeff was old Kaepernick. enough to complain about young people in the 80s. Just so. Do a lot of cocaine. <laughs> vote for Ronald Reagan. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I've been working with a guy that is. Uh, he, he always makes a point. He was telling me today that the Boston Celtics were... They crossed their arms and held hands during the national anthem, and that now it's become a thing. And South Park made fun of this too, to where we're covering the national anthem. Uh, <laughs> it's, right? a, it's a thing now. It's it's yeah. become a thing. It's like, yeah. Yeah, well, let's check in and see what's going on here. South Park had a great opening season episode about it. It was it was pretty funny. Yeah. But it is a big deal now. It's it weird. And Chris Jackson's like, I was ahead of my time. He was did twenty you just years call ago. Him Chris Jackson. He did. Mahmoud Abdul. Does he go by Chris Jackson again? No. It's yeah. Still he switched back. It's it's still Mahmoud. There was a picture of um, Mahmoud and Colin Kaepernick together. Yeah. It was taken Mahmoud's last like, week, I think. Mahmoud's like, can I get some fucking positive? <laughs> <laughs> like, I get, I get compared. Uh, Phil Jackson tweets about me and Steph Curry. I get torn apart for that. And now they're drudging my name through this Kaepernick thing. I'm getting torn apart for this. It's like, there can was someone a, talk there about was how a, good I was at basketball for once? I think once? there was a big difference between what Mahmoud did and what Colin Kaepernick is doing. Different right. reasons you're talking. Oh, about? I mean, completely yeah. different reasons, right? I mean, well, I did. Mahmoud was a, I firmly religious based. 
and it was it, it was shortly after he had converted to it. Well, his was more about like the American atrocities yeah. globally. Yeah. Colin Kaepernick is more about the American atrocities locally. Locally, yes. so those are kind of so similar. In a sense. Well, I mean, they're still atrocities. They're totally right? different, yeah. right? But I mean, it, it, clearly, if if you put both those beliefs together, America is a very very rotten bad place. Really? But here's the difference. I mean, if you're from somewhere else, I can see why you dislike America. Who? Like where? Iraq. If you're from Iraq. Yeah. I think that's a bad example. France. Uh, (laughs) Okay, yeah. If you don't like America because you're from France, then you're just (laughs) jealous. China. China? Russia, definitely. Japan? Japan didn't love us. I'm sure they do. Japan? Come on. Dropping nukes on them. Don't allow them to have an army. Yeah. Yeah. Any, anybody else? Uh, Mexico. Mexico loves us. <laughs> right? Yeah. Canada. They love us, too. Turkey. Canada. Was, was Robin I'm just naming Williams. countries. <laughs> what did Robin Williams say about Canada? They're the loft apartment over a really good party. I prefer <laughs> I prefer America's hat. Like America's that. hat, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Let's come back to Canada. Okay, yeah. We'll but real quick, back to the uh, back to the, the Raiders the are down for the yeah. NFL now. Yeah. All the NBA fans are like, yeah, "See, I knew this was going to happen." Granted, Got the NBA TV. has been in the last few years, like by far the at the peak of their right? powers. Yeah, I mean they the the interest in the NBA is as high as it's ever been. It, NBA it may is, almost have peaked. It might have peaked last season. I don't think so. No it may way. Have. NBA, Kevin Durant NBA, moving to the Warriors may have turned off a lot of people. Oh, it, it, no, 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 may, no, no, But, you know. People it, love to watch think about, greatness, right? Think yes. what people love about the NBA is, is they like those really good teams. They hate them, but they love them. So here's the thing with the NBA. And, yeah. and, and what we're talking about is basketball. NBA is the highest level of that sport globally. Yes. And outside of soccer – or football, yes, as, as some people might football. call it. Basketball's the second biggest sport. Yeah, right. Globally, yeah. I mean, yeah. there's other sports out there like cricket, right? And maybe yeah. you want to look at tennis as a as a global sport. Yeah. Golf, but golf is pretty global, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but basketball, surfing. I mean, particularly in yeah, well, surfing. Just on yeah, the coast. Yeah, yeah. sorry, <laughs> surfing. Yeah. But basketball is like up there, right? Yeah. There are leagues that are attracting, you know. Players, Australia, out, Europe, uh, China, yeah. Yeah, Russia. Russia's yeah. huge for women's basketball. You can make a really good living. Diana Taurasi, you know, went to Russia and played. I mean, yeah, it's it's everywhere. So, so the NBA. So I, I never understood why the NBA was or NBA fans were like not like why they were upset or found like they were slighted by all the coverage the NFL gets. Maybe that's because they live in Denver, where we have the great, the best franchise in the world. You can say the best franchise in the world is in our hometown city here in Denver. Yeah, Could make for that game. sport. Yeah, right. Right. Due to the fact that it's We're an American nugget. sport. Nuggets, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nuggets are the thirty-second best <laughs> franchise <laughs> in the world, which is really good. <laughs> yeah. if you think about it. But then, why is the NFL seeing a dip in? You know, and people want to say, is it the Kaepernick thing? Is it the maybe it's just people are like, okay, you know, it just like hype gets so big that they're like, okay, I'm going to take a break. I guarantee you, by the end of the season, they are not seeing these same dips in ratings. 
Well, do you think, though, too, I mean, it seems like more people, even our age and younger than us, are doing other things, right? Like, do people still love sports the same? Uh, you know, there's more to do. There's more activities to go do on Sundays and get outside and go do this and that. So you're talking about unmarried people without kids. <laughs> right. <laughs> or even married people. Like, wouldn't you rather play with your daughter than watch, like, Yeah, know, of course I would. Of course I would. Obviously I would yeah, rather yeah, yeah, play yeah, with yeah. my daughter. Yes. A hundred percent. Yeah, but she goes to bed at eight. And when, you know, football's on, maybe like 4.30. In PM right. because I'm like, ah, I think it's time to go. But anyway, <laughs> um, I don't know. Do you think that's honestly what it is? Uh, it plays a certain role, I but think I, probably I'm, not I'm, that I've much. never really thought that. Let's see. The NFL will always be number one. It's, that's, there's not going to be an ebb to that. It's just always going to be there. Until someone dies on the field, that's going to be. I mean, that's, that's literally what it's going to take. I, it won't do anything. It won't do anything. That only makes it more exciting. I mean, there's still. There's <laughs> I'm serious. Blood, blood I'm sport. serious. Yeah. But I, think, so I, I, think, I think it's what people are like, okay, we see this. I mean, guys get 24 killed in hours boxing. a day. You know, the, 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 re, the relentlessness of the hype with the NFL is probably one thing they're going to have to ratchet back because it's like in your face all the time. One, 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 one. Do they Especially s- on ESPN where it's like everything is NFL. Sunday is they got to pull NFL. it back in order to make it. By the way, ESPN better. is not all NFL. I don't know. I don't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, Sundays. Sundays, it's like all football everywhere. It, you I know, mean, it's, Sundays it's are great days. Sunday, the NFL is going to war with church, right? No, church lost that. Years ago, right? Yeah, the battle like, was won already. Yes, like that's the thing on Sun. I mean, Sundays you can wake up and watch NFL coverage from nine a.m. to. 10 p.m. Football is church. Right. Yeah. I think maybe why, I think this is probably going to happen for maybe all of sports, right? I used to talk about, or I, you know, I used to think or postulate on why basketball was such a great sport, why it was so popular. And it was because I had, you know, maybe thought at the time, it's because everybody has played some basketball. There's always a basketball hoop. It, you'd be very hard-pressed to find somebody that's never Shot hoops. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even if they suck? Especially if they suck. Yeah. Right? Um, and so, like, because of that, and it's also something you can do by yourself. It's very easy. It's very easy easy to go do. There's basketball hoops everywhere. Yeah. A ball so, is like 10 bucks or yeah. maybe free at a giveaway. Yeah. You can go play pickup basketball games. You cannot go play pickup football games. You can't go play pickup ba- uh, baseball games. You can't play pickup hockey. You can't. I mean. I still get people that will. I'm on an email train with our old friend. Uh, Mario Vintanzi. Oh, yeah. Our ah, boy. Mario. But he always tries to put together football games, and all I think is, I'll probably tear an ACL. Oh, my God. But if somebody's like, hey, you want to go play hoops? I'm like, I'm in. Yeah, if you <laughs> tore your ACL, Mario would be like, no need to see a doctor. Just <laughs> I got you. Over. Let, me, let me crack it. I got you. <laughs> Do some Miyagi on you. <laughs> yeah. But I think that's part of it. Now, I think there's greater implications here, and I don't think it has anything to do with concussion. I don't think it has anything to do with Kaepernick. I think the, the key thing that's going to be reducing interest in all sports is video games. And if you don't think video games as a spectator sport are the future, then you're crazy. Who's covering video games now? I was watching some, I was watching video games on TV the other day. The biggest, it was a fighting game. And I, I watched for like 10 minutes. I was like, this is stupid. The biggest, I'm still watching cottage. (laughs) The biggest cottage industry on YouTube is what's called let's play. People watching people play video games. Yes, 
Minecraft, that is the, that is the uh, World of Warcraft. You can yeah, make stuff. money now as a yeah. professional video game I player? I mean, if you get videos, YouTube videos, that get a lot of uh, coverage, we sound like the oldest bastards ever. We do. Yeah. So, Hell yeah. <laughs> so think about it. So now, now look at what's going on with the actual sports we're watching. Every, like re- Instant Replay, as an example. Um, uh, look at the uh, uh, microphone or the speakers in quarterbacks' ears, right? Um, it's not too many steps away from, all right, we're going to have the offensive coordinator telling the quarterback what play to run, right? To, and then it cuts off at a certain point, right? Ten seconds left in the play clock. I don't know what it is. To, all right, we're going to have a quarter, uh, an offensive coordinator, and we're going to keep the speaker in the quarterback's ear open the whole play. It's not too far from where we are now to where he's going to tell him where to go and what to do. Right, that yeah. is a person telling somebody what to do and where to go. Wasn't that a movie? I don't know. With that Gerard Butler, he's like a prisoner or something. Gerard and that kid controls Butler. him. Whatever happened to Gerard Butler? He got Gerard killed Butler. in this video game movie, I think. <laughs> Mr. You guys Keith. remember that movie where there's like a kid controlling him and he was like a soldier, but he was like a prisoner or something. And if the kid won X amount of games, he'd be freed. And they were trying to kill him. Gonna, I'll not... look it up while you guys are. But but anyway, think about that, right? Like, and then I was uh, watching a program the other day, and they were talking about calling balls and strikes with a uh, with a computer instead Ooh, of HBO the Real umpire, Sports. right? I watched that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Former so, Rocky uh, Eric Burns. Yeah. Yeah. Who, that guy cracked me up. Yeah. I remember hating that guy as a Rockies fan and hating him yeah. ten times more during that interview. <laughs> that guy just seems like. Such a piece of shit. But anyway, <laughs> he's got that so, bag thing about him. It, you know, <laughs> they'll replace that. How far? But you know, like they keep you keep talking about justice, and you know, like we need to call balls and strikes one hundred percent accurate. Did you find the movie? It was just called Gamer. Oh, two thousand nine. Surprised I haven't. That was seven years ago. Yeah. So in a future mind controlling game, death row convicts are forced to battle in a doom type environment. Convict Cable, controlled by Simon, a skilled teenage gamer must survive 30 sessions in order to be set free. His name was Simon? Simon says. That's unoriginal. Wait, That's isn't unoriginal. that like uh, uh, um, that movie that Arnold Schwarzenegger was in where he's in the... Running Man? Running Man. Really. Yeah, similar. Uh, yeah. yeah, it was all copied. I mean, these are themes, yeah. right? Yeah. And that's where it's going. And my point is, is that everybody plays video games, especially the younger people. They play video games. So when they look at a real actual sport that's being played, they have no connection to it. Yeah. So they're not shooting hoops. They're playing Overwatch. And, yeah. So that's, I think that's where it's going. I mean, I fully believe it. I keep reading, and I, I don't have any details, but I keep reading about like people like buying professional gamer oh, teams yeah. and how there actually are gamer teams, and there are guys making money in competitive video gaming. And I swear it's on TV. I swear I was watching a. I've seen it. It was like Street Fighter style I've video game it. or something. Before I was like, this is nuts. Before I got cable again, yeah, I had Sling TV. I think there was a whole channel dedicated to e games. Yeah. I don't know. I just would go through and be like, "What is this?" And there was five channels out of the twenty that I had no interest in. But that's only because I have never really played video games. Yeah. So I think that is probably what's driving the the interest down for the NFL and it's going to 
It's not like the NBA is going to surmount the NFL if the NFL goes down. It's that the NFL is the red, or the, the canary in the mine for all of these types of sports. Interesting. It's an interesting theory. I mean, it's it like I, I still I still think that everything reaches its tolerance of saturation. I think everything everything reaches a point where people are like, all right, I've I've seen this enough. They don't lose interest in in a, in, a, in a traditional sense, like they will stop watching, or they will stop having pursuing like looking up box scores and something like that. But they will like it, yeah. Plus, I mean, there's the gambling, watch, yeah, the gambling stuff. But but it, but it like it's like all right. I've seen 24 hours of this shit. I've, I've, I can't, I can't, resp- I can't watch Minnesota versus Kansas City on Sunday Night Football. I, I just, I can't do it. You know? And then at the same time, you don't have to dedicate that time because of things like YouTube and ESPN, where you can watch the highlights of these games so in depth. Like uh, the other night, the Nuggets played, and they have Yusuf Nurkic. And almost immediately after the game, you can watch yeah. every highlight of Nurkic's game. So it's like. Well, shit! I'll just watch that instead was, of watching an hour and a half. That was just game. a preseason game. This will take two I mean, minutes. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's other ways to view these games and other activities, other things. Um, yeah, it's interesting. But uh, your Broncos, who no one's watching, are four and zero. Nobody's watching them. Nobody's watching these Broncos. Damn, I mean, dude! They, the Broncos. Um, I'll admit that I'm one of the few people who uh, had no doubts about going into the season about their opportunity for success. Yeah. So I'm not surprised in the least that they're 4-0. How did people not watch last year and say, okay, if they get an actual healthy quarterback, they might be okay? I can't believe how many people (laughs) I've heard say, yeah, but Peyton Manning's gone. Yeah. Peyton Manning was gone last year. (laughs) He was not there. If anything, he was a liability. He was a detriment. You saw Brock come in, and the offense could actually open up a little bit. Now, in the playoffs, I will say that that Peyton Manning still had enough um, mystique around him Mm -hmm. that it affected the game plans of the defense. Like, they still were scared of him. Wasn't that, like, first play against the Patriots, like a throw to old what's-his-nuts I hated, that tight end? Uh, Colin Daniels. Yeah. No, not no, Colin not Daniels. Colin Daniels. Owen, not Colin Daniels. Owen Daniels. Owen Daniels. Owen Daniels. <laughs> not Colin. Didn't, yeah, wasn't there, a, wasn't there a play, like the first play against the pass? South Stands guy. I was like, I know that name. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I love that guy. <laughs> Colin took a picture. I follow him on Instagram. It was like almost a Marlboro Man black and white photo the other day. It was kind of cool. Was that, it wasn't bad. He's very, uh, uh, I don't know what the word is. Rugged. Artsy. Artsy. Rugged. Artsy. And yeah. Rugged. Because yeah. he does a lot of he does a lot of good pictures. He does. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, so these these Broncos uh, they, they get Peyton four zero. Uh, they start to get on a roll. Trevor Simeon starting to look like he's getting something, and then uh, he gets like body or like suplex to the ground onto his shoulder, injures his left shoulder. Uh, I was just reading that he's listed it day to day. I thought he was out two weeks. I don't know where he why said I thought he that. said today that he'll be ready to go. By the way, if, if that was Cam Newton getting slammed to the ground. Every national talk radio would be talking about how Cam Newton is treated differently than every other quarterback, yeah. right? And that should have been—he's allowed to be roughed up and yeah, yeah. beaten up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cam Newton, right? And Trevor Simeon gets body slammed again. There was no penalty on that, as I recall. No penalty. No. But and, it was, and it was excessive. This is what pisses me off. Is it was necessary if you're the defense? No, of course. I think Trevor Simeon is holding the seat for Paxton Lynch. And I think Paxton Lynch is, as you showed last week, is probably capable of leading this team right now. 
and I wanted Simeon to miss a game or two because when he was getting carted off the field, I said he may never get back on the field. And I know he's had a good season. He's, he's looking okay, but he doesn't have the wow factor and the, the specialness of Paxton Lynch. The, do you guys ever watch uh, Storage Wars? Yes. The wow factor. <laughs> yes. you got to get the wow factor. Um, <laughs> I cut out on Storage Wars about five years ago. I know. It was so great at the beginning until they sold out. Yeah. <laughs> I liked them when they were like a little, uh, you know, like boutique, you know. I just got pissed deep, off after I found out they set up. Oh, they totally set that up. Me and my stepdad actually had talked for a while. We're like, we should get into this storage <laughs> wars thing. Dude. We, had the, oh. we had the internet up. We oh, were you, storage you don't wars. think I was scouting oh. out storage <laughs> auctions? We were ready, man. And then we'd show up, and there'd be like 48 people that looked just like us. Like, look at these sons of bitches. <laughs> but, uh, trying, trying to get this. Did I'm, you actually go to one? No, I've never been to oh, one. Oh, shit. I'm not intimidated by any buyers. Anyway, um... Your point, Trevor Simeon, you think Paxson has the wow factor. I just think the he wow has factor. like watch I I love I love quarterbacks that can make plays. I, I think he not that he is John Elway, but reminds me of a guy like Elway, can make plays with his feet, cannon for an arm, extreme confidence. Where Simeon's like, Oh, okay, he's nice and safe. You know, you know who uh, Trevor Simeon I want, is? I want that bad boy. You, you know, know who, do you I want know the who, bad boy. Do you know who Trevor nice Simeon guy. is? Who? He's, do you know who Trevor Simeon is? What he's, guy? He's Gary Kubiak. Who is it? He's Gary Kubiak. He's not. Who Gary is? He's very safe. Gary Kubiak. How, would, wait, wait, wait. What evidence do you have to support this metaphor? They don't let him throw further than like ten yards down the field. Until they didn't the even last let game. Gary on the field. <laughs> Gary Kubiak. I, we've, we've said this before, and I talked to some people who have uh, were I, both covering the Nuggets and the Broncos, and they were saying, "Was it John Elway?" Well. Gary likes Trevor because he's like him, and John likes Paxson because he's like John. And he said that's exactly what's what it is. Do you think that there is a divide between Kubiak and John Elway? No, I think in terms of which quarterback they prefer. Not uh, yet. I I think Soon. Kubiak. You think so? Legitimately be. believes that. Simeon gives him the best chance to win right now, but I think that as soon as because he's a game manager. He's a, he's a little Lynch. bit better than a game manager. Yeah, as, as soon as Paxton Lynch, I mean, let's face it, the the the, the Bucks are one of the worst defense in the NFL. We're we're not talking about you know playing the Pittsburgh Steelers or anything like that right now, or the Minnesota Vikings. By the way, the Bucks are not one of the worst teams in the NFL. No, the worst defenses in the NFL. Oh, got it. Got listen to what I'm saying, Ross. No. <laughs> so, so so we all agree that Paxton Lynch should be starting, right? I don't. I don't think they will. I, I think. I think. I, Simeon, I, I think Simeon will start this week. I don't think it matters. No. I think. I think it's a good problem to have. Oh yeah. You have two quarterbacks that seem pretty competent. When you have when you base your entire team success around one player and that player goes down, then you're fucked. But if if you don't, then all you need that guy is to be pretty good. Mm-hmm. So. I, I think the Broncos have uh, figured out how to run an organization. Yeah. And I think that's where their success will stem from. Yeah. There are teams in the NFL, there are teams in the NBA that are perennial success stories, and a few of them get to the top and win the championship, right, out of those teams. You very, very rarely see a team come out of nowhere 
and win the nat- and win the world championship. That's right. what I always said so about the Spurs. Is the Broncos they, have figured that yeah. out. They they've the Spurs are not a, an example of how to achieve success. They're an example of how to sustain success as a, as in just having keeping it going. Yeah, there is and a being big that difference kind there. Of, but because I, achieving I it, and getting it, you must. I mean, how many championships have the Spurs won? Five. And in what? And how recent were they? The last one was 2014. Yeah. yeah. So I don't understand that statement. It's it's it. What statement? Sustained, they don't achieve success. success; they sustain success. Well, then, not the, they're just not like a flash in the pan. I think, like okay. he's, just like the Broncos, look at their overall record; it's well above five hundred. They see, always have good teams. See, look, the, at the, the, look at the Browns. Yeah, they've made the playoffs a couple times. Yes, their record sucks. And, very and, poorly run organization. And Elway figured the, out the, the 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 key to sustaining that success, and which like, has gone since he he became you know general manager back in what two thousand and twelve. Um, or 2011. Um, but now... Is this uh, an ownership question again? Isn't it always about ownership? 100%. It, 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 yeah, of course. It, it, the, the tone is set at the top. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. There has to be some sort of... You have to be able to bring in the right people and then let them work. Right. And the Broncos have this kind of like... They have this kind of dumb luck mystique around them. Kind of, especially last year, right? Oh, the defense, yeah. Kubiak gets up there, does his press conferences. Everybody was, like, thinking Kubiak was being dishonest. He really, honestly, was just doing it day by day. But they were building an, an entire foundation that is still as maybe stronger now than it was a year ago. Yeah, probably. I mean, you know, listen, they got like, several good drafts, which is the key. You know, you got to lay that foundation there. But, I mean, in the NFL, it's a little different than the other leagues because of non-guaranteed contracts and stuff like that. So they're able to, to, to kind of interchange a little easier than the other sports leagues are able to. I thought to. it was great to Jeff's point about the Bucks having a bad defense. They're like, well, their defensive line's pretty banged up. They're missing this guy, that guy. Robert Ayers is out. I'm like, Robert Ayers, that guy, the Broncos were like, see ya. Yeah. Malik Jackson. <laughs> Have fun. Malik Jackson. In Jacksonville. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the Broncos seem to be... And that's the the Belichick thing, the Popovich thing of bringing in the right guys at the right time and letting the wrong guys or the right guys go at the right time. Right? Yes. Yeah. Remember back when Shanahan was here and Kubiak and, and Elway are some, in some respects, a product of that system. But yeah. and th- and this I think is the difference between Belichick too and and you know everybody else. Shanahan, his big thing was the scripted plays, right? And I'm sure that came down from somebody else like Bill Parcells or some weird yeah. thing, right? Like, come out, win the first quarter. And, and, and the Broncos for years were just known for winning, you know, going 4-0, and 5-0, and 6-0. and And finishing 2-8. and eight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then ending up, you know, 10-6 and six and losing in the wild card, you know, round. But they get slaughtered by the Indianapolis Colts in yeah, the first round. Yeah. yeah. And, and when you look at a guy like Tom Brady, right, this guy is when you when he leaves and he has been injured he has left time and and you guys see guys like Matt Castle and Jimmy Garoppolo come in and and just it looks like they don't skip a beat and then you see Castle go to a different organization and it's like ugh yeah and shit terrible. the bed yeah. right so uh, I think the difference between like what Belichick is has done and made his career on and achieved all that success is that he didn't necessarily focus on the first 10 plays of the game. Yeah. He didn't necessarily focus on the first four games of the season. He focused on the last 10 plays of every game and the last five games of the season and the playoffs, right? Yeah. That's a totally different mindset, but it makes more sense. 
why worry so much about the first five, ten plays of the season? So it makes me a little skeptical about the Broncos for the rest of the season because they still might have that attitude. But then they also they keep winning with different guys in every single yeah. like, key position. You know, you are just talking about that, about worrying about the last five games. Uh, I've thought this about NBA guys a lot, and I don't know, NFL not quite the same because the season's not as long. But you know certain NBA guys, let's just name a couple, Anderson Verizhao, Nene, Derek Rose, uh, some of these guys that will get injured at some point. Why not hold those guys out until, like, February, the All-Star break? Why not? Be like, look, Anderson, we're going to need you at some point, but we can probably get away with not having you. But if you come back healthy for the last you know, two months of the season and into the playoffs, that's going to benefit yeah. our team a lot more than game one through 40. I mean, isn't that already happening? There's Now they're start, yeah. you're starting to see guys get rested and all that. Yeah, and it's like... Like yeah, how many times have the Nuggets beat the eventual NBA championship in the 65th game of the season because they keep their players out. Mm-hmm. Like, well, <laughs> right. the Broncos or the Nuggets beat the Bulls that one year. They're the, the only team to beat the, the Warriors Nuggets beat the, the Warriors. <laughs> right? Oh, yeah, yeah. you're right. Yeah, the only team to beat the Warriors and the Bulls. That's, that's a weird quirk of uh, history right there. Um, but, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's interesting because in the NFL you really can't afford to yeah, you rest, can't rest people. You know, it's a much different thing. I hey, disagree. Can. You well, can what, have you seen it done? Well, I mean, it kind of happened last year with Peyton Manning. Well, and I think, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's true. Uh, Demarcus Ware last year, right? Yeah, and I, yeah another guy that I kind of like is... Uh, it might be unintentional, but... Like C.J. Anderson, taking some of that workload away from him with Booker. I don't know Booker's first name, but I Devante. like... Devontae. Devontae Booker, yeah. He's looking better and better. I thought he looked kind of slow to start. Well, he fumbled on his first attempt. Yes, he did. Yeah. yeah, and Capri Bibbs is in there. Like, yeah, I mean, I, I understand the package deal with running backs and you know like let's we need cj anderson so let's give him you know like terrell davis every year had 30 plus carries a game you don't see that shit anymore yeah and by the way think about off Devonte booker rookie just drafted him yeah put him in the first game first carry fumbled a lot of traditional old ball coaches would have benched that guy <laughs> and put him in the doghouse they put Devontae, Kubiak put Devontae Booker back out there later in that game. So that in itself talks about, you know, shows like they are not as concerned with short-term success as they are long-term. So yeah. that is a more mature, a better way to look at things. And it's pragmatic. Speaks, yeah. It is. I mean, it yeah. makes sense too, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. it's his first carry. Right, like shit happens. I mean, take take <laughs> that and turn it into an opportunity to be like, now that guy should never, ever fumble for that reason ever again. Yeah. So that, that's the way the Broncos are working. I'm pretty excited. Now, as far as Peyton Manning or uh, Trevor Simeon versus Paxton Lynch, yeah, but I, mean, I don't know. I don't think it matters. Is it? I, I've thought this during Denver's first two Super Bowls in 97, 98. It seemed like every game they were getting defensive touchdowns or uh, – I can't remember the punt returner, Darian Gordon. Is that who the old punt returner was? Yeah. Got from the Chargers? Yeah, Darian Gordon. It seemed like he would have those punt return touchdowns. And it seems like in the NFL that teams that win the championships find ways to get easy touchdowns on, like, special teams and defense. Akib Tlaib? Yeah, Tlaib is Tlaib a freaking machine. Mr. Shoot himself in the leg. Huh? Cheddar Bob, yeah. yeah. Could but, you imagine thinking, like, we would have an, not only just another Champ Bailey caliber defensive player, but... Maybe somebody who's better. 
You're talking about Tlaib? Yeah. You know what's funny is like they won't even throw at Chris Harris that much, so Tlaib has all these opportunities to make plays. Yeah, and Tlaib is like 6'2", right? Did you Isn't see him he? like... Oh, yeah, I was watching the game with my sister, and Tlaib uh, was blowing like kisses to the crowd and stuff because he used to play for the Buccaneers, and they traded him to the wherever or he left. And she was like, he's going to get like a penalty for doing that. I'm like, I think you can do whatever you want on the sideline. Oh, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Would they throw yeah. a flag on you for any reason? I mean, you could you could twerk on the sideline. They well, wouldn't care. who did the somersault? Twerk, twerk, twerk. Was it Manuel Sanders did a somersault? Yeah, like a yeah. cartwheel they, or something. Yeah, 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 cartwheel. But yeah. you can't And be, then they threw the flag, and they were like, ugh. Did but you, you see Sanders on that? throw to the end zone where he like they they missed it and then he like got up and like did that weird look into the camera he was like ooh and then, like, kept walking I was like but you, that was you, cool you can't I do the you can't do the Jake Plummer the he flipped, oh. off, the, he flipped <laughs> off the home crowd he flipped yes. off the Broncos I love, <laughs> I love Jake Plummer you can't do that Jake Plummer's having a bit of a renaissance right yes, now he himself Dude, he's, he's got a man. podcast you know what pisses me off most of all is when people categorize Bronco fans is liking Tebow over Plummer. As in, they hated Plummer but loved Tebow. That was not the reality. No. I we like loved both. Plummer. Yeah. Didn't we? Yeah, I like Plummer. I, Plummer. I think it's my memory. I love Plummer. But the locker room liked him more than I think the fans did. I think my, my memory was there was a huge clamor for Jay Cutler during that year, which was a big mistake, by the way. But, I mean, that was a huge clamor. And then it was after that Chiefs game where the Broncos got torched in Kansas City in 2006. Well, you, and people were like, put in Jay Cutler. You know what the problem you know? was? is Shanahan would only run six plays, and five of them were fucking bootlegs. It's like, yeah. dude, the, everyone knows your offense. Let Jake do his thing. He doesn't just have to run bootlegs. Yeah, he felt that they I, were I so don't think Mike Shanahan liked Jay Cutler at all. Not Jake Cutler. Um, Jake Plummer. I don't think he liked Jake Plummer I mean, didn't like like his intelligence I don't because think that sh- year in 2005 when they went to the AFC Championship game, if you remember, that playbook was as Nate was saying, nothing. That offense was the most vanilla offense you have ever seen under Mike Shanahan. Do you think Shanahan and Plummer have one thing in common besides football? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they're pretty different people. I, think. <laughs> yeah. I would think this is very that true. Is this is very true. <laughs> right? Like this is like how many times has Jake Plummer gone tanning? <laughs> In Probably his life, not. yes. Uh, Jake Plummer does what not. What is Mike Shanahan's number one hobby? <laughs> Rubbing orange Shannon. cream all over. So, hey, Jake Plummer does does not have a twenty five million dollar palatial mansion. Oh, I heard he sold that. Yeah, he sold it. Um, He's playing handball. I don't know if Jake Plummer's ever had his teeth whitened. That's true. He did not. Um, I'm not saying Jake Plummer has bad teeth. I'm just saying he probably hasn't had him whitened a lot. You could tell. He's from Idaho. You could tell, <laughs> from by, Idaho. You Don't could do tell that. by the end with Shanahan that the, his <laughs> ego was out of control. There was just certain things. He was, he was making a ton of mistakes. Remember when he brought in the entire Cleveland Browns defensive line? Yeah. What I mean, Shanahan's, <laughs> Shanahan opens his fancy la-di-da restaurant. Jake Plummer would open like a dive bar. You know what I mean? Yeah, Jake yeah. Plummer was very... <laughs> is do very, you think when Shanahan invites people over for dinner... He uh, answers the door in a robe. Oh, yeah. And pretends to be caught off guard. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, oh, what, is, oh it, is it 8 o'clock oh, already? Yeah. All right. Oh, I've got my, my sauce right on. right back. And then he walks halfway up the stairs, and he has little slippers on, takes off his robe. He's wearing, like, bikini briefs. And he's like, I'll be right back. And then he walks up and then comes down. Is that? <laughs> Sounds Wait, you guys never thought of, of that? Sounds what kind right. of images that you just put in my head? And then he's like, all right, I got to do 20 minutes in the tanning bed four times a day, six days a week. You know, wasn't it Shanahan that started uh, every sentence with any time? 
You know, anytime you... Uh, oh, everybody <laughs> does that. Anytime you... Uh, That's like the way to not answer a question. Yeah. Is this game important to you guys? Is this the must-win game? Well, anytime you play a football game, you got to... <laughs> yeah. That's a way to not answer a question. They always do anytime, any game, any... Yeah. Uh, Coach, yeah. What, what happened to that receiver out there? Is It looked like he was kind of dragging his hamstring, or holding his hamstring. Is he, is he okay? Or? Anytime, uh, you know, somebody goes down, you're concerned about it. <laughs> Anytime, yeah. Anytime. You know, anytime that uh, yeah, we're gonna have to take a look. We're gonna take a look at that later. Well, let's have a let's get into a little discussion, Ross. I know we'd sent you up to uh, Omaha to cover the Nuggets training camp. We we're curious to see if you'd even made it to Omaha, or if you found where they were. Did you get in? First of all, Omaha, first time. Mm-hmm. Omaha I had no idea yeah. what a beautiful city it was. Were the Nuggets hoping to capture a little Peyton Manning Omaha ness? Well, anytime you're doing a training camp. You want to try to capture greatness. Yeah. So whether it's that guy or the other guy, we just got to get everybody prepared. But right. back to Omaha. Yeah. I had no idea. Omaha is a uh, very lush city. I think it's the Missouri River. It goes right through it there between Nebraska and Iowa. It does it. Loved it. Yeah. Um, was a little confused on why they were doing spring training in Omaha. Training camp. Summer camp, <laughs> training camp, <laughs> spring, yeah, fall training. <laughs> They're interchangeable. OTAs. I'll tell you what, though. Anytime you got a guy like Joseph Nurk- Nurkic on your team, there's got to be a little excitement around there. Joseph is very good. Yusuf, Yusuf, Yusuf Nurkic. The whole Joseph Nurkic. <laughs> Actually, uh, you know, he's he's he had a good first game. Good first preseason. Has, has the regular season started yet? No, it's a good. It's a preseason. Game. The end of the month. So uh, on October, I think twenty fifth or sixth, I'm going to the Sixers, Oklahoma City Thunder game. No kidding. Where in, is that? In Philadelphia. In Philly. Yeah. Very good. Very you'll get to see Joel Embiid. Yeah, you're going to see Joel Embiid's NBA debut, which is kind of funny, right? Because how long how long ago was it since he was drafted? Eight and a half years ago. <laughs> it's a 2014 then, draft. And then uh, Ben Simmons was he drafted by the 76ers? Yeah, he was. one, but he's yeah. got a yeah, broken foot, right? We won't see him <laughs> in three years. I can come back and watch him. Play. Yeah. This, this has to be like the Sixers curse. What a you know weird that? thing that's going on with Philadelphia. But. I yeah, that's it's sad. It's amazing. It is but sad. Uh, yeah, the the one bit of news coming out of Nuggets. Today I was I was with uh, Jeff. Were you down at Pepsi Center? I, I was session? down at Pepsi Center okay. today. Thank you. I, I I did a a. We call it the can. The can. I call oh, it the can. can. I don't know if you guys yeah. call it the can, yeah. but um, and uh, it was re- it was revealed that uh, um, Gary Harris, the starting uh, two guard, who would all the, be who the local radio guys are trying to push out of town. Who these jerks? Jerks. <laughs> they learned that he has a strained hamstring. And we'll be out a, two, a couple of weeks. Now, as I was pulling in to do the podcast tonight, Adrian Wojnarowski tweeted that Gary Harris will miss more than a couple of weeks, but he'll miss the first part of the season as he has an actual tear in his, in his hamstring. Because that's what, I mean, when, when, so. when people hear uh, strain, strain actually means tear. Yeah, it does. To a certain degree, so... It's not that he's just like, ooh, it's kind of sore. Like there's actually a problem. There. Actual strain. So it was. So he will. The Nuggets will be down eight two, but uh, they've got that. Will they leave have, some. They have 40 what other does that mean? He'll, meet the, he'll lose the. He'll miss the first part of the season. He might miss four to six weeks. Is four that to what six weeks. Like? Yeah. So that's like seven hundred games. 
Yes. <laughs> it's seven matches. Because they have, what, what is, what is the season this is start? Two weeks? Three weeks? Yeah, the season starts at the end of October. Oh, shit. So yeah. that it's means October 5th. that is essentially the preseason. You'll miss the preseason and probably well, the first three weeks of the regular season. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what I'm saying is the, the, the preseason for the NBA is what? Till January? Yeah, pretty much. Meaningless yes. games? No, you mean until the NFL does not uh, play? No, they play in February now. This is true. This is true. At least yeah. the Broncos do. At least my You know, team they does. used to have Super Bowls in January. <laughs> so, yeah, Gary Harris Back will be out. I mean, I think that automatically you insert Will Barton as your two guard. Or? Will Barton. Or? Will Barton. <laughs> Are there other ideas? Will Barton. Jamal, or their seven, seventh pick in the draft, uh, Jamal Murray. You know how upset Will Barton would be if they don't start him at two? There's like eight. They have like eighteen thousand guys on the team. Will Barton deserves that spot, does he? Yes. <laughs> he had a great season last year. But what's the veteran what, player? But, He's going to give you the best chance to win. But in the wasn't it lineup. George Carl that would used to say you don't want to mess up your bench rotation? Yes, but Michael Malone doesn't give a wait, wait, shit. George about Carl. George Carl. Wait, one of these guys is a rookie. Yeah, Jamal Murray was the seventh pick this year. Yeah, yeah. rookie. George that's Carl would have said, wouldn't, wouldn't "No, no, we don't play him." All. Yeah, that's true. But George, it's Michael Jordan. Didn't George Sorry, start pal. Fournier a little bit? <laughs> On the bench. I think that was only after injuries. Isn't uh, Gary Harris injured? Is he hurt? Yeah, well, yeah he is hurt. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think that spot probably goes to Will Barton. There's going to be hype about Jamal Murray. Did Coach say anything? Uh-huh. What about Wilson Chandler, your boy? Oversized? Nah, I wouldn't do it. No, they put, they put the Iguodala there in 2013. Not Mike Malone. Well, that's true, but <laughs> that would that would make the Nuggets lineup uber athletic and long and tall. See, I think that's kind of the the spot in your bench you wouldn't want to screw up is Chandler. You got the he's a good backup for Gallinari, although he plays very well with Gallinari. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. I don't think it's going to be Jamal Murray. I know that's probably going to be hyped around town that oh Jamal Murray's going to be in there. They got experience at other other spots. Chandler Barton. Uh, do they have any other twos? Um, I don't even know. Did the Nuggets Probably. make any big oh, trades? My, Malik Beasley? No. <laughs> Offseason? <laughs> no. Or free agent signings? They went no. after uh, Dwayne Wade, but no. Oh, Dwayne Wade. Yeah. Dodged a bullet on that one. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> big time. I mean, that would have been considered a great coup for the Cronkies, mm-hmm. but thank God that didn't happen. Just would have put... It would have unnecessary expectations yeah, on the it would have, it would have oh messed up it would have been traje- trajectory. Dwayne Wade belongs yeah. in Chicago. Yeah. Uh, I think he said something the other day how he wasn't he had three rings. He's not in a position to chase rings. Yeah. He just wants to do what he wants. Look that up. Isn't that insane? Can you look up that quote sure. that Dwayne Wade did? Yeah. Be sure. And, keep I mean I stuff. I'm not sure if it's true or not. Be sure and I saw it on, Dwayne. I saw it on Twitter. Um, well, I, Dwayne Wade said that, that he, he said took that. more money to go to Chicago because he doesn't need to chase rings well, he anymore. Yeah, he's but what does three, that yeah. mean? Like, if you're a, a Bulls fan, should I click on B? Like, what does that mean? You can click on that. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's, I think it's okay. That's, that question completely threw. Are me you off, worried a cop is going to come in and shoot you in the head? <laughs> that completely threw me off. For me, it's as simple as I got a deal. In Miami for forty-one million, I got a deal in Chicago for forty-seven million. It didn't come to the money. I thought about Cleveland, but I didn't fit there. You just don't 
do something because, oh, I could win a ring there. I have three rings. I don't need to chase the ring. This is what I wanted to do. I couldn't fight it. If you fight it, you're going to always be like, you shoulda or what coulda. I don't like to live my life like that. So, yeah, Bulls fans, your team sucks. Right. Says Dwayne Wade. He went to (laughs) Chicago with the intention of not chasing a ring. Just basically, just basically, Dwayne Wade is saying, I'm here because I grew up in Chicago. Well, no, I mean, you can state it two different ways. If he signs with Cleveland, the scenario is, oh, he's only signing there to chase a ring. In Chicago, he can say, look, I I wanted to try to win it on my own. I didn't want to go chase one that could have been handed to me. Or you can interpret it, Chicago sucks. I wanted to sign here because it's my hometown. If I wanted to continue to win, I would have gone to Cleveland. I don't need to do that, though, because I already have my rings. I, that, yeah. That's pretty that's, much what he said. That sounds right. like, it, like the second I, one. Sounds I don't like need another ring. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, he considered the Nuggets, so he definitely wasn't looking Did for he another. The Nuggets? <laughs> the Nuggets were offering what? Fifty-four million. I don't know. Wait, I mean, wait, 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 wait. The Nuggets were offering more. Yeah, yeah, more million. than anyone. Yeah. They had Holy a meeting with him. Holy shit! The Nuggets did they actually offer him fifty-four million dollars? Yep. Yes. What is going on over there? They really wanted Dwayne Wade. They really wanted Dwayne Wade. They should have just drafted him. Bizdelic wanted him. <laughs> this is true. If we're going to go back into time here, yes, in 2003. Mark Spears talked about said it. that. Yes. He, had a, he, had a, he wrote the blurb of Jeff Bizdelic, Jeff Bizdelic oh saying that he liked God. Dwayne Wade. Who did they draft instead? I don't even want to know. Carmelo, Carmelo Anthony. Carmelo Anthony. Oh. <laughs> yeah, not it too bad. It was that draft, yeah. <laughs> that draft. Bad. I was expecting something more what, Eastern what? European. <laughs> By the yeah. way, that draft, is that one of the best drafts of any sport that 2003 yeah, like outside NBA of like draft? the 82 NFL Eight, draft 83 or draft was, with 83. all the quarterbacks yeah um, we're talking, way, that draft is overrated well I mean what about the draft with Barkley and all those guys that was a hell that of was draft. 84 the 84 draft yeah. I read a book on that draft but it's like uh, you got Jordan, like LeBron Elijah Mello Dwayne Wade Chris Brosh I mean did do, 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 do. I mean all the way down the line Jordan Elijah Wan Barkley Stockton Jordan, Elijahwan, Barkley, Stockton. Yeah. So Jordan and Elijahwan are eight, eight titles. Eight titles. Barkley and Stockton went to another three, but didn't win. Certain, yeah. There's other guys in that draft too, right? I can't remember who else was in that draft. Bob and Jim. Is Carl Malone in that draft? No, Carl Malone was eighty-seven draft. Yeah. The Nuggets. Yeah. They had the number one pick in the Jordan draft. They would have been like, "Coo coach, coo coach, right here." <laughs> Well, well, you remember the story of the 2003 draft was Kiki wanted Darko Milicic. We've only talked about that on this podcast. We talked about that. Have we talked about that? 17 episodes. Yeah, Kiki uh, wanted the one guy who won a championship out of the top (laughs) two. Yeah. Or three. When did Melo get picked? Three. Until LeBron. So after LeBron. No, no, LeBron was two. No, no, LeBron was one. Then Darko. Darko, then then Melo. Yeah. Yeah. So two out of the three of them. But the first one of, the, of that. Maybe Kiki had something. The first one of that <laughs> class to win a title was uh, Dwayne Wade with Shaq. Milicic. Year one. Oh, that's yeah, right. Milicic. Yeah, that's right. That's I, I, I can't. I, it's hard, I have a hard time counting him because he never yeah. got off the bench that year. Hey, but you. Uh, Larry Brown the game's hated not it. won on the court, the game's won on the practice court. <laughs> Anytime that you're trying to talk about the game, you should be talking about practice. <laughs> practice. You know, uh, that's a very, very interesting. But I, I think you're, you're absolutely right. I think the Nuggets dodged a bullet. I've, I've felt that 
With Dwayne Wade? Like, with, with Dwayne Wade. I, I think we should make it clear since it's a podcast that you were pointing at me when you said, this is Rosk. <laughs> Jeff was pointing at me when he said, you're absolutely right. I think people can Dodge piece together who was saying fucking that. Bullets on that <laughs> Jeff, let me ask you this. I, I did see, uh, was Malone asked about the, the big lineup he went with the other night? Yes, he, he was. He started Nikola Jokic and Yusuf Nurkic. Yes. Uh, what, do you, what do you make of this? What do you make of this big lineup versus, and, and what the hell do we make of Kenneth Fareed? I will, t- I will say this about Kenneth Fareed. Every indication I've got outside of his other ancillary behavior, which is another subject, um, it seems like his relegation to the bench on that particular game was not didn't affect him. He he looked like looked like he bought in. Um, yeah, he's showcasing himself for a trade. Yes, right? well, well, listen. I mean, even if he is, that's good. If as long as he's not a distraction, you know. Right. Um, and Michael Malone was very bullish on Yusuf Nurkic and Nikola Jokic playing together. Which he seemed to really not be interested in at all last season. Yep, you not until the, the end. Yep. You think this is the front office cramming this down his throat, or is he seeing the I light think, on something? I think he genuinely really, based on my conversations with him, he genuinely is looking at them as, in, as they are the strength of this Nuggets team. And by the way, the Nuggets front office would not jam something like that down. They would not do throat. that. They would not do that. <laughs> Ross is looking at you this like, You like playing two seven-footers? <laughs> um, it, it sounds like a winning combination to me. Every well, single great team has always had two seven-footers. Who was, who was the last? Who was the Ralph last? Sampson, Akeem Olajuwon. Who they was won the, multiple who was the last team? Uh, Akeem Olajuwon was like 6'10". What was the last yeah, team sure. to start two seven-footers? Was that the they Lakers? They had size 15 feet. Yeah, probably. I mean, the... The best one's probably that Lakers, Powell and, Powell and Bynum. Or, I mean, what have the Spurs been doing with Duncan and whoever yeah, he's with? Aldridge is like 6'10", 6'11". I mean, they play, they play pretty big, though, even before Aldridge got there. Um, that was kind of a retreat to the past. But Do you think this new um, strategy is a fundamental shift in, in how the Nuggets are going to approach this season? Ah, yes. I think they were always, always setting out to go this direction. Well, that's a good sign, by the way. I, I'm not so, so sure I'm sold on Nurkic, right? I, everybody thinks he's the next guy. But I do know that the best teams play to the players' strengths that they have. Yeah. So, and the other thing is that the argument, and there's always conventional wisdom that comes into play with all this stuff. And it's like, well, you can't win without having a, you know, a, a triangle offense with, the, you know, and the advanced analytics to explain this. And it's like, no. Take your guys, what you have, and put them out there in the positions to succeed the most. Yeah. So that's actually kind of encouraging if, if they do say, you know what, screw it. We got these guys. Put them out there. If your strength, I, I've always felt that you have to play to who you think your best, most efficient skill players are. And right now, Nikola Jokic had a breakout season last year. And the year before that, so did Yusuf Nurkic. And he had a horrible second season because he was injured and out of shape and had attitude problems. But there was, if those two are both playing at their peak, it's kind of like the way I've always felt is you have to put your best foot forward and play to what you think these guys are going to do. What's well, also uh, too like, like don't overthink it, right? Like fantasy yeah. football, play your studs. Yeah, you know, if, if those are your best, your best guys, like you're saying, play them both. And I think that's kind of the, what he's thinking. Who knows if it's going to work? All right, the NBA has kind of evolved into a three-point shooting layup league. You know, 
but if they think that it can actually work based on their skill set, they might as well go with it. But that's true. But by the way, it has evolved to that. But in truth, it's not like that has been a long-standing, um, you know, uh, it's not a true paradigm. Yeah, it's not true. Shift in the NBA. There has been changes in the last few years when you're talking about an extraordinary team that has dominated, but they just lost. Right? They didn't just win. So you know, they, they, who they, knows? They I lost mean, a three-one lead to the. Uh, <laughs> to the uh, so who knows if this whole uh, three-point shooting thing is like, is this a fundamental shift in the way NBA basketball works? I kind of like, doubt it. Even Kendrick Perkins on Wojnarowski's podcast mentioned this this week. Is like, okay, he's like, well, if, if the Spurs win the title this year with Pau Gasol and Marcus Aldridge, you know, maybe that'll create a shift back. You know, like something. There's always going to be these zigs and zags shifts and. It's always going to change, right? Anything with Pal, Pal Gasol is a – if you put Pal Gasol, much like the Lakers did in, in, what, the mid to late 2000s when they were really good with Kobe and him and Bynum, you put him in that system where he can, like, just be a, a post-elbow playmaker, he's perfect. There's not a lot of players in the league outside of maybe Mark Gasol and now with Nikola Jokic who are elbow um, – Which when you, when you say the elbow, it's like – it's it's the corner of the uh, of the free throw. Everybody lane. knows what an elbow is. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and if you don't hit stop on this podcast, <laughs> stop, yeah. go away. You go to Wikipedia. <laughs> just kidding. And just kidding. there's not a lot of elbow <laughs> playmakers anymore. Or just pretend like you knew it anyway. Yeah. There's okay. not a lot of elbow playmakers because the the four spot has been moved out to the three point line uh, with a lot of them. So <clears throat> so let's say that this thing does work. Or to a degree, or how do you view? How do you think the Nuggets view Juancho Hernan Gomez, the fifteenth pick in this draft? I he's a, he's a power forward, right? I mean, yes. Wouldn't you say that he he should be the power forward? Of he the can future? Play, he can play the three, um, but I think he's got a way to go, a ways to go. His shot is not great. Um, he can make some plays, but he really has to refine himself. As far as the future, yeah, I think he he is the four of the future. But I mean, I really if you have Nurkic and Jokic who are both in their early twenties. Like and that's true. I if mean, they pan out; they're here for ten but years. Listen, uh, Nurkic, those... Jokic, Juancho Gomez, Juancho okay. Hernan Gomez, Hernan Gomez, trying to keep up. Juancho's brother plays. And this is a basketball team. Yeah, this is a soccer team. Oh, yeah. well, that makes sense. It's actually a uh, F1 team for Monaco. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's a good one. <laughs> but it, it, there's not a lot of teams that do that sort of thing anymore because a lot of people have moved away. Hernan Gomez is interesting. Someone, I, I post, posted the question, you know, with the Lakers in the, in the late 2000s, um, the, really what made them work was uh, Lamar, uh, excuse me, Lamar, Lamar Odom was the kind of the Swiss army knife that Phil Jackson would put in there and says, you can play center, you can play power forward, you can play the three spot, and you can be a guy who can handle the ball too. He really brought everything together. And I was thinking, who on this team could be that guy? Who is, the, who is this team that, that you can just plug in there and put to every spot? I think that is Juancho Hernan Gomez. Nate. If you're comparing it to that's that team, I like that. Yeah. If you're comparing it to that team, and that's the only th- only comparison that I can think of, uh, with, I mean, because with two seven footers. Yeah, I, I mean, I could see that. Yeah, I, I'd like to see them. I'd like to see the Nuggets just kind of either, I don't know, either either go with the the mainstream way of building a real team, or like be that team that is 
a little, you know, the merry band of misfits we've talked about in the past and just make it really fun and competitive. George Carl was very good at making whatever he had competitive on the floor. Nobody ever thought that was going to be a championship team, but it doesn't mean they couldn't go on a run to do it. Yeah. The Nuggets seem to be like following this weird formula thing and like trying to put pieces into place over long term and thinking this is chess when it's actually checkers. And that's not what basketball is. Like, it ain't chess. It's different. So that's what I'd like to see. Well, in NBA is a, it's a flow. Basketball is a flow sport because you can't. You know, you can call plays and do all that, but in reality. It is you dictated by the flow of what's going on on the court. Yeah. Everything is it's continuous. Yeah. You and, don't call plays, and it's you. yeah. It, it is it is maybe inbounds it's, plays. So or something like that. if it's a flow sport, then you're you're at la- what is it really? I mean, are you yeah, going to go like out you there? You have your and principles, like, right? And you kinda, the best I mean, players will always yes. win. Even you know? when you play yes. pickup, like you kind of know you get in the you get that chemistry. You kind of know where guys want to go or what you want to do with the ball, and so yeah, you don't have like. A strict regiment, but you have these yeah, principles of play. Yeah, the, the, there's the principles of basketball, which I always said that the fundamental principle of basketball is getting the tallest person the closest to the basket, and that is the most efficient, highest percentage shot you can have, and that has gone, that's the one truism that has remained the same. You have the tallest person closest to the basket shooting was the highest percentage shot you could possibly get. Outside of that, Everything else is up. Outside of that, it's yeah. the three-point shot, which is the thirty-three percent more, or more no, fifty percent yeah. more value. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm excited. I'm when does the Nuggets season kick off? Later this month. What's, yeah. What's the date? Is it the twenty-sixth? Twenty-sixth. Twenty-sixth. I'm excited. I want to see uh, again on the 29th. I want to see Malik Beasley play. I'm excited about him. Well, I listen. He's got a pure shot, but not he's he's not quite as exciting as uh, Murray is. Yeah, but I mean, he's got ridiculous athleticism. Too. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. So I don't know. Nuggets have so many young guys that are fun. Did, did, did Nuggets trade away anybody? No. no is Moody really. still on the team? Yes, he yeah, is. he's still here. Oh, I like that guy. Yeah, Moody is interesting. I, you know, I I was thinking about this the other day with him. Um, we put these expectations last year where we're like, oh, he can't really shoot, and he's going to work on that this summer. And then we come into this season thinking, all right, he's going to be a knockdown, make every shot kind of guy. Like, this is a process. It took Jason Kidd years to become a good shooter, like 10 years. years. He, right? Like we, you, Expectations of Moutier can't be, oh, now he's going to be Jason Kidd. Like, now he's got this shot that's going to be perfect. It's going to take him a few years, and he's not going to come in this season and look like a completely different player. There's going to be elements. He's talked about being healthier. I think he still had some lingering ankle issues from his rookie season when he got hurt in China. Um I think that bothered him last year. He didn't have a lot of explosion. Uh, I've heard that he's looked very explosive the other night. He had videos on Instagram of him dunking this summer saying he felt like he was feeling like himself again. Yeah. So I think we're going to see improvement, but I don't think we should think that he's going to be a, a polished player or a finished product yet. Like well, That's going to take him more time. So slowly roll with Moutier, and you know, he may get there. I don't, know if he's, I don't know if the Nuggets need him to be Chris Paul. You know, NBA teams don't necessarily need the point guard to be the best player. If he can be good and be, you know, a solid point guard, the guys around him are going to be the ones that are going to really take this team to well, the next level. Well, they'll pick up level. the slack. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not saying that he's not going to be good yeah. and he can't get there, but... I think he. I think he's a good cog in the engine. 
right now. They don't need him to be. They don't need to be, as you said, Chris Paul. They don't need him to be a brilliant point guard. They need him to be a guy that can run the offense, get people in position to do whatever they need to do. Take over and some then, nights. Yeah, take over some nights, but really be a guy who's going to be reliable. And I think he struggled with that last year, and I think he's kind of evolving into that this year. Yeah. Well, I have higher expectations of Emmanuel Moutier than both of you. <laughs> I see. Clearly. Very clearly. You yeah. love Very. Yes. All so right, guys. at what point do we get on to movie talk? Oh, man. We're starting now. Talk. I mean, Nuggets season is going to be starting here soon. Everybody get ready for that. But uh, the films, I, I tried to watch uh, Captain America Civil War last night, but it was a little too late. I fell asleep a couple times, I so I can't just went to bed. tell the difference between all the goddamn Captain America movies. <laughs> I can't either. I was like, about, oh, I saw that. And then I was like, nope, that was Batman versus Superman. And they started talking about some guy named Winter Soldier, and I was like, wasn't that a whole movie, Captain America? That Winter was Soldier? a whole movie, yeah. Was it? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm it's confused. out of control. There's a lot, and I want more uh, Hulk. All right, I got one for you. Oh, yeah? Movie recommendation. Yes. Don't know how I found it. Don't know what it's on. Google it. It's called The Enemy We Know. No, the traitor we know. The traitor we know. Okay. You saw it? No. I mean, right. I'm just, let me is, just, it, is it British? Oh, yeah. Big time, bro. Really? And Big you time. haven't seen it? It's, uh, Shit, Jeff. I'm, I'm yeah, disappointed. Sorry. I, I, I leave it to Ross oh, to bring oh, up the oh, one oh, I Oh, yes. Uh, I was going to say, if it's uh, not British, Stellan, Jeff hasn't seen Is it. his name Stellan or Skellen Skarsgård? Stellan Skarsgård. Yeah. Is it Stellan or Skellen? Stellan. Stellan Skarsgård. Uh, I think Ewan McGregor. Oh, wow. Ewan McGregor. Oh, I like. saw that on Netflix. It's on Netflix? Yes. Maybe that's where it's I saw Netflix, it. It's on Netflix, yeah. I like, um, I like McGregor. Who's the, who's the broad? Who's the broad? In it? Forget. Halle Berry. Not Halle Berry. Okay. Anyway, I'm watching this movie, and I'm like, this feels kind of like a poor man's John Le Carre movie. Who is John Le Carre? Looked it up later. It was actually a John Le Carre movie. <laughs> Yeah, John Le Carre he wrote Russia House. Tinker Taylor Soldier Spy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The Jackal. The Day of the Jackal. Day of the Jackal. Anyway, I don't know what it is. Uh, the, night, the Night Manager. Taylor of Panama. If the Night Manager. At, okay. If you look at John Le Carre's like uh, books that have been turned into movies and or TV series, it's like pretty sporadic until like 2011, and there's been six of them since then. The other one was uh, a movie, one of the last movies that Philip Seymour Hoffman did. Oh, yeah. Can't remember that one. But anyway, check that one out. Really good. The Spy Who Came In From the Cold was another John Le Carre yeah. thing. Oh, yeah. that's like yeah. the 50s or something. Yeah, right? yeah. Very interesting. Anyway, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, I, I haven't seen it yet, but I'm looking forward to seeing it is Mascots. What? Mascots. Um, Mascots. Did you guys, it's going to be, it's a Netflix original. Have you guys seen uh, um, Waiting for Guffman? No. Best in nope. show. No, wait. Is Waiting for oh, Guffman... Oh, 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 oh. Uh, yeah, that guy. Is yep. Waiting for Guffman Ben Stiller? No. No. Oh, I've seen Best in Show, though. The dog show movie? Yeah. yeah. It's the guy who did those. Okay. And What's that guy's name? I wish I forget his name. Um, Christopher Guest. Yes. Christopher yeah. Guest. Ooh. Oh, uh, the heavy metal... 80s. Yeah, it's, this is Spinal Tap. Yeah, yep. yeah. And, of course, this... I can't wait to see it. It's October 13th. It's coming out. TV show? Uh, no, it's going to be a movie. Movie it's on Netflix? Netflix? Yep. Cool. Holy and cow. I saw the the preview for it, and it looks hysterical. It's mascots, about mascots. Yeah, it's about people who dress up like mascots. Yep. Interesting. Cool. 
I tried to watch a couple months ago the new uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon movie on Netflix. Oh, come on. And right when it started, they started talking in English. I was like, I know I'm going to turn this off in the next five minutes. Well, you have to. No, yeah, that's jeez. In English? I can't, I can't stand movies where it's like Russians talking to Russians and they're speaking in English, yet they have Russian accents. It's like, come on. This is such a. Oh, I would advise you not to watch Child 44. Yes, that was the exact movie I was thinking of. <laughs> With Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy, Gary Oldman. I watched the preview. How many other people are in this? Like, it's the most, it's the best cast I think you've ever heard of. And that movie was garbage. I watched the preview and it looked awful. And there was a great movie back in the 80s, I think, with Donald Sutherland. uh, Who, uh, it was the same exact story. I can't remember. It might have been called Child 44 for all I know. (laughs) Yeah, probably. Donald Sutherland. And it was weird. It was like an all Russian thing. And then Donald Sutherland pops in. It's like, what's that oh, American doing? I know what you're talking about. But uh, uh, watch that one, Citizen X. Citizen X. Watch yep. Citizen X. Yep. Don't watch Child 44. Yep. But what a travesty. Tom Hardy, Gary Oldman, the other guy. What do you guys other. think they should do with these movies, though? Should they have English speaking in Russian accents? No. No. It's, no. A, it's just put it's it ridiculous. So was well, it? Tom uh, Hardy's not going to be able to learn Russian. That's true. But no, I mean, no. They should just speak in their normal voice and act. Russian. Acting. No, no, act. Yes. Like, remember the beginning of um, The Hunt for Red October when it was all Russian? Yes. And then the rest of the movie, the Russian guy has a Scottish accent. <laughs> Why, are you serious? <laughs> I mean, wasn't it Sean Connery? Am I thinking of the right movie? <laughs> That's the right movie? <laughs> yeah. That's the like, Sean Connery. Like they started out in all Russian with subtitles, and then it kind of transitioned into like them speaking normally. <laughs> yeah. And it was kind of like, yeah, we get it. The guy has a Scottish accent, but... Uh, uh, <laughs> Just he's Russian, okay. <laughs> Just go with it. It's a good movie. I haven't seen that for a long time. Scott Glenn and uh, Alec Baldwin. Yeah, that's a. Um, I talk about having your expectations, not expectations, your memories killed. Uh, I noticed that Netflix had Airwolf on it. I don't know if you guys ever saw Airwolf. It's a uh, Jan Sounds Michael familiar. Vincent wasn't. It? it was about the super amazing that, yeah. helicopter. It's a, it's eighties television show. I watched it in the eighties and I loved it. When I was a kid, I watched one episode. I could not finish. Oh, it was it. a TV show. Yeah, oh. I could not finish it. Ernest Borgnine's in it too. Oh, Jesus, Jeff! It was the worst <laughs> crap I had Ernest ever Borgnine. seen. Jan Michael Vincent cannot act his way out of a paper bag. <laughs> I I was I got halfway through it. Really I'm like, I'm done. Airwolf. I am done. You have ruined How my childhood. How many seasons did it go? Three. All right. Nobody else liked it either. No. I know, like, man, <laughs> Airwolf. Man, Airwolf. I remember this when I was a kid, like moonlighting. And then you're like, hey, this is fantastic. You see it, and it just, like, destroys all your childhood memories because you're like, well, this is not nearly as good. You know, maybe it makes sense because, you know, you're, when that came out, I was, like, eight. So... Maybe it was appealing to an eight-year-old. <laughs> I'm sure it was awesome. Going for it. Have you, have, <laughs> did you guys ever watch the movie Things Fall Apart with 50 Cent? Uh-uh. No. I would pay you guys each a crisp. You've seen every 50 Cent movie, haven't you? No. This is not the first time you've brought up 50 Cent movies. Uh, it's probably the same movie because it's an old <laughs> one. But I would pay you guys a crisp $10 bill. Is that the one where he lost all the weight? Yes. He plays, oh. a, he, he plays a football player that wears like fake dreads, and then he gets cancer. But it's like... He probably thought he was going to win an Oscar for that. I, I don't know how this movie got made. There's scenes where they're showing the football game going on, and you see the sideline, like the sideline, the yard markers on the sideline. It's like, I don't know, it looks like an elementary school game. But then the team itself is actually on the field standing on the sideline. Uh, so you're like, wait a minute, isn't 
they're standing in the field to play, but they're supposed to be a team. Ugh. I don't understand what's it's it's the worst piece of pile of garbage <laughs> I've ever seen it for a movie in my entire life. Mario Van Peebles, I think, maybe wrote this or directed oh, it. Mario Van Peebles, Van he's Peebles. the man. Yeah. Is that the New Jack City guy? He plays the yeah. yeah he plays no Mario Van Peebles is what was he in? Was he in New Jack City? Probably was. No, I think he directed he, uh, New Jack City. Did he? He's Chris pretty Rock, young back then. Talking about suck at the glass dick, that movie? I don't know. This you got you guys have to Wesley at least Snipes, I think was in New Jack City. Or did he direct Jungle Fever? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think he was right. Jungle Fever yeah. for sure. I think it was all I mean he did more than one movie. Yeah. yeah. Well, you guys I, I almost want you guys to watch this movie because I think it's the worst movie ever made. I would I'd put money down that really? it's the worst movie ever made. Really? There is a little movie. It makes no fucking sense. It's horrible. And the sports scenes are laughable. <laughs> it's like this isn't even a real field or a I, real I, team. I have to watch this because I, ha- I have watched a movie called Lust in the Dust. And uh, it, was a movie, it, was, it, was a, it was a movie with Divine, the, uh, the transvestite. Um, oh. Anyway. I thought uh, this was a romance set in a No, Western. no, no. It was, it was a terrible movie um, done by, um, I forgot who it is. But anyway, it's the worst movie I've ever seen. It's literally the worst movie I've ever seen. All right. Things Fall Apart's got it beat. I guarantee <laughs> it. Have you guys ever seen Only the Strong Survive? It sounds familiar. No. It's a movie about breakdance fighting Ooh. set in an inner city. Somewhere probably around the time of, like, uh, Lean on Me, I'm guessing. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. And there's a teacher, a hard, tough teacher comes into an inner city school ah. and teaches these young uh, hooligans the ways of honor by teaching them breakdance fighting, a, a long-lost Caribbean martial art where they sing, na, na, no way, na, na, no way, na, na. Have you seen this? No. All right. I like I it. watched that movie, and I'm like, I know that fucking teacher. Where is that teacher from? No idea. Forget about it. Then I'm watching Iron Chef. You know the guy at the beginning who goes, a la cuisine. That's yeah. him. That's that guy. <laughs> Oh, uno mas. Thanks. That's really him. Huh? That's him. Oh, I love go look at Go look at A La Cuisine Guy, yeah. Iron Chef, one of the greatest TV shows of all time, and he was in the worst movie of all time about breakdance fighting. You guys saw <laughs> Zoolander? Yeah, is that about, where they get that That has got to be from it. it has it's got to be from it. Ooh, they're oh breakdance fighting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Dancing. classic. It's oh half God. dance, half fighting. So where are these bad movies in case people want to watch them? Mine is Things Fall Apart. Uh, mine's well. You can't find Lust in the Dust. I, I will. I will. Uh, <laughs> you have to go to a video <laughs> store. Like uh, you'd have you to. You can only get it on VHS. Yeah, you'd have, yeah, it's literally one of those. But you could probably find it on YouTube. If you look up Lust in the Dust on YouTube, you could probably find it. Um, and then only the strong survive. Only the strong, strong survive. Yeah. yeah. Terrible movies. Well, I, I've seen a lot of terrible movies. So. If it's any like guys, dangerous if, minds. If anyone watches things fall apart, though, tweet me and give me your rating. Give me a rating on that. It's zero stars. See, I, I, you got me curious now because it I've might seen be a lot of negative one stars. That's, that's a, that looks that, the premise sounds awful. You cannot have a sports scene where you're like on a tiny field and the sideline is on the field. I have a feeling this movie might be awesome because Nate Timmons does not like the movie Hoosiers. That movie does suck. That movie is awesome. It's a racist film. It is, and it's very horrible. It's racist. Yes, it is. Yes. Super racist. Oh, you mean the that. great white, the the, the 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 white team beats the black team? You have to watch yeah. that movie yeah. while wearing a bed sheet, a white bed sheet. <laughs> Just kidding. No, it is, it is pretty racist. <laughs> I tell you what, is, is, that, is that movie racist? Is that yes. true? Yes. 
they're like bad mouthing this like uh, other team, and then it's like a team full of like inner city kids. And you're like, oh my god. I have a feeling Gene Hackman would never be a part of anything racist. Gene Hackman is super racist. <laughs> Dennis Hopper, <laughs> racist. <laughs> Dennis Hopper, come on. Dennis Hopper was up for the Academy Award for that movie, <laughs> as I remember, and then he didn't win it. But I the, the, the actually theory, do remember. The theory was that he was up for it because. It was kind of like a retroactive um, um, kind of an acknowledgement, but mostly for the movie Blue Velvet, which the Academy hated, but he yeah. was really good in. Yeah, David Lynch. Yeah. No, and David it, Lynch's movies have never been up for anything. Yeah, and they're like, we can't nominate you for this, but you were really fucking good at it. Really? Yeah, that's the, Blue that's Velvet? the story. I mean, it was he was good in it, but yeah. he was not an Play Oscar. Play Candy Color Clown. Yeah, that's I mean, he was that. awesome. That was, that was really, I mean, but David Lynch, you know, Eraserhead. Oh, that's a movie that Nate would hate. <laughs> I don't want to watch shitty movies. Right? <laughs> you, all right, just watch all of Fifty Cent's filmography. Yes, yeah, yeah. instead of watching shitty thing. movies. How about Drake's twenty-minute uh, music video thing? Which is like, uh, did you see that? No, I would not watch that. No, no. It, it, I haven't what? seen it's it. Probably awesome. It's but you know, did, you, yeah, Harrison Wynn uh, did watch it, and he was telling us about it before we got into practice uh, yesterday. And uh, it sounded dreadful. It sounded just awful. And I'm like, well, that's so basically like it. So he's trying to be, he's trying to be, oh, yeah. Trapped in, trapped in the closet. closet. Yeah, trapped in the closet. Trapped in the closet, part 27.6. <laughs> a hip hopera? Yeah. The greatest hip hopera ever? Yes. All that of that. Suck. Dude, you got to tell Harrison, get out of the sports business. <laughs> you are meant to be a weatherman. Please. He's squandering his future. Because there was this, there was a weathercaster in Denver for a long time named Stormy, and uh, there's a was, traffic person named yeah. Amelia Earhart. Amelia Earhart. I don't know how that works, but it works. <laughs> Tom Green, Ed Green. There were two different greens on two different channels. <laughs> God. All right, well, let's get out of here. We're talking weather. That's what time is it? How long are we doing? All right, we gotta go. Yeah, we gotta get out of here. All Love right, guys. guys. See you next year. Happy Appreciate New Year. Appreciate you guys for listening. Merry Christmas. Ross glasses back. Yeah, Jeff's well, here. Well, hopefully, get him back uh, here soon. If Ross is here, that means Tim Conley's not here. If Tim Conley's <laughs> here, here, that means Ross is not Maybe here. Maybe they're the same person. <laughs> <laughs> it could be. All right, guys. We'll see you guys next, next week. week.